Hello, this is Pamela Montgomery, attorney, author, and entrepreneur. I'm also the co-owner of My Biz Dream Team. And this is Dexter Montgomery, author, success coach, business strategist, and I'm also the co-owner of My Biz Dream Team. Welcome, and I am so glad that you joined us today for this episode of My Biz Dream Team Opportunity Wednesday training series. This program is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs achieve uncommon results. Our mission is to educate, empower, and inspire you to achieve extraordinary results in your business and your personal life. Yes, we're here to serve as advocates for your success. I've been a practicing attorney for more than 30 years. So I'm accustomed to representing people in court to advocate on their behalf. Now, with my Biz Dream Team, I'm dedicated to be your advocate for success, to help you navigate through becoming an entrepreneur as you make that transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur. Today, we're doing something a little different. We're going to have a Q&A session. And it's Q&A on starting an online business. We've had lots of questions from our callers over the past few weeks. They've sent in questions via email. and We certainly appreciate your interest in what we have to say. So we're going to take what I call most frequently asked questions on starting an online business. And we have five questions and answers that we're going to share with you today. So we're going to start with the first question. Dexter, what's our first question? Who's it from? Okay, Pam, we have a question from Mr. Tyrone Mitchell of Atlanta. And Mr. Mitchell is asking, what are some ways to make money on the Internet? What are some ways to make money on the Internet? Well, there are several ways to make money on the Internet. And one of the best ways to make money is to create information products. Now, we've done several uh, podcasts on this already, and we also have several blog posts on that topic. So we're talking about creating uh, e-books. We're talking about creating online courses that you teach. We're talking about creating membership sites where people can, where you can have a recurring stream of income for people who belong to your membership sites. That also includes affiliate marketing, where you get money by uh, recommending other people's products. We do that quite a bit as well. You'll see us recommending someone's training course or someone's book, and we get uh, a residual based on how many times you buy. And of course, all those disclaimers on our website, and as you set up your website, you need to have those disclaimers as well, so that people understand that when you are making these recommendations, that you are uh, being paid. And of course, one of the biggest affiliates is Amazon. And as a, an online entrepreneur, you certainly want to be an Amazon affiliate so that you can um, take advantage of the products and services uh, that you use and that you would recommend that your clients use. So, and we'll talk about that a little later in another segment of 
my best Juneteenth. Yes, yes. We've, we've, we've had a couple of uh, podcasts already about affiliate marketing, so you can look at some of our previous podcasts to find out more about that. I'd like to add a little bit more to that. Okay. Uh, it's all about taking your passion yeah. and turning it into a business. Right. And a lot of people ask us questions on how to turn their passions into business, and I think you just mentioned about five different ways you can do that. Right. Uh, and it's great. Things that you like to read or you're interested in, you can become an affiliate marketer or you can create your own training course or own book or whatever. So it's about turning your passion into a business, online business. That's a great question. So thank you, Tyrone, for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have another question here from uh, Patrick Lee in Seattle, Washington. And he wants to know, how do you get noticed on the internet if you're starting an online business? How do you get noticed? Well, you know, the technical way that you get noticed is what's called search engine optimization. That means the Google, that's the main search engine these days, is looking for um, certain uh, quality content in order to make your name, your content come to the top of search engines, when people type in uh, in your niche, if your niche is health and fitness, when they type in a question they're interested in health and fitness, you want to make sure that the blog post that you write, that the products that you recommend are optimized for Google. That means you're using the right keywords, that you have a lot of quality content on your website. And then, you know, Google looks for uh, websites that are authority. Those kinds of sites um, get pulled more quickly to the top. They have some kind of algorithm that they change from time to time uh, just to make sure that uh, when their customers put in a search term that they are referring them to a quality site. So quality is what you want to look for is what you want to um, produce on your site. So put out blog posts two or three times a week. Uh, have those connections to social media because the Google algorithm also looks at that. They look at how many people come to your website, how you use social media, whether people are coming to your site and leaving comments or not. Uh, all these links, they want to know that people value what you have to say, so they're coming to your site and uh, participating. And the more content that you have, the better it is for Google searches also. Right, and I just want to add a little bit more to that. It has to be congruent across uh, your media piece. Everything has to be kind of congruent. So if, you, if your niche is, like you said, health and fitness, you want to have your content uh, associated with health and fitness. It doesn't have to necessarily be all about health and fitness. It could be about food and nutrition. Right. Or it could be about uh, some um, supplement or something that you, right. you recommend. So there's a whole brand of a uh, range of products and services that you could recommend and offer on uh, that kind of website that will make your website relevant and authoritative uh, in the eyes of uh, the search engines. Great, great. That's great okay. information. So thank you, Patrick, for that. Okay, uh, another question here from, uh, looks like Michelle Smith in Indianapolis. 
Uh, she asks, what methods do you use to attract clients? And I'm assuming she's talking about internet clients. That yes, internet clients. So, what methods do you use to attract clients? Well, it's a combination of many different strategies. The first one is being having a presence, uh, a strong presence on the internet, and connecting that uh, to social uh, media. Uh, and having a podcast and having videos because research has shown that videos draw more traffic than just writing. And you see that across all of the uh, media, blog posts, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, not quite as much. Uh, but Google Plus. Google Plus is a good thing. Google, Google Plus, yes, thanks. YouTube. And I mentioned YouTube. YouTube is a is a whole. Um, it's a key component of uh, making sure that you're visible and that you can attract the ideal client and that they get to know you because you'll have to be in front of your uh, ideal client. Um, 10 to 12 times before they'll buy something. So, you know, you may be getting a little uh, antsy about when that sale is going to come in, but remember that you're building a long-term business, that you are uh, building relationships, that you are letting people know who you are and what you stand for, and that you have something to offer that someone else doesn't. So all that goes into your branding, it goes into your social media savvy, and it goes into the strategic um, focus of your business. Who are you targeting? And make sure that the uh, quality of your, that, the, that your content reaches those people and solves their specific problems. Yes, and just kind of back to your point about uh, connecting with your client uh, 10 to 12, 13 times. Uh, a lot of times clients want to see that you're serious about your business. And they might get one email from you or one post from you and they say, okay, that's interesting, but I'm really not interested in buying. They might get two. They might get three. But it's when you get into the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten uh, contact uh, pieces that they begin to take you seriously and say, oh, maybe this person is legitimate. Right, and that just reminds me of something I didn't mention that you did, which is the email marketing. You need to uh, make sure you have an irresistible free offer on your website so that they will give you their name and their email address so that you can market to them via email. And that's been shown to be one of the most effective ways to build a relationship and to attract uh, paying clients to you because as they get more familiar with you through your email marketing strategy, they are more likely to buy from you. And in fact, I was just reading an article recently, it's called the 90-10 rule, that as you email market, 90% of what you should be uh, sending to your potential clients and to your existing clients is information, good content, things that answer their problems. And maybe 10% of the time, 
you should be trying to sell them things because they want to get to know, like, and trust you before they become uh, paying customers. They want to be familiar with the quality of the content that you have, and they want to build that relationship. And then once you've built that relationship, as long as you keep putting out that good content, that relationship will last for a long time. Because it's so much easier to keep a client than to keep looking for a customer. Great. That is so very true. Thank okay. you so much for that. So we have another question here from uh, W. Browning from Chicago. And this is a question that we get all the time about virtual assistants. And as we uh, are the MyBS Dream Team, I think this is a good question. Should I get a virtual assistant? And the answer, of course, is yes. yes. Because you cannot do this business by yourself. Uh, you will just wear yourself out. You won't be able to get traction because you're perhaps trying to do things that you are familiar with, that you are that good at, perhaps that someone else could do a better job for you. And, uh, you know, you have to build a website. You may not be familiar enough with doing that. Yes, it's easy with the WordPress theme, but it might be a better use of your time to have your virtual assistant do that. And you can find assistance. It doesn't have to be a long-term gig. It's anyone who can help you with a specific project. You can use sites like... Um, uh, Fiverr or Upworks, which used to be Elance. You know, for some things I might use a, a, a five dollar entrepreneur, but for other things like developing uh, my logo or uh, putting up my website, I prefer to go to Uplance. But we are, um, well, we have a list of very good virtual assistants who we let people who work with us. Uh, tap into that list, people who we've used and we know do quality work because we realize that at, at My Biz Dream Team that we can't do it by ourselves. Our motto is do what you do best and let your team do the rest. And that's where your virtual assistant comes in. Right, because uh, you want to work on your business instead of in your business. That's one of the other mottos that we use, uh, using that motto uh, we accomplish a lot. We have several different websites. We have uh, several uh, books that we've already produced. We have podcasts. This is one of the podcasts that we produce. We have a podcast series. So we're able to do this because we have the virtual assistants and the people in place to do these things for us. Right, So right. that's how we're successful at that. That's right. They help us do a lot of the things that it's just not really worth our time to do. Is it's easier and quicker uh, to have someone else do it. Great, great. So uh, I think this might be the last question here. It's from Frank Morena, Marina, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, he asked a question about setting up your office. Do you need a dedicated workspace uh, wherever you're setting up your business, dedicated to the business? And, uh, yes, so go ahead, Pam. Yeah, I think the answer to that is yes. It may not be a whole room because you may not have enough space. You have to use the space that you have in your house. But if you have an extra room uh, that you can set up as an office, that's fantastic. You want some place where you can think, where you can write, where you can record uh, podcasts, where you can do your, your videos. Uh, 
so I think it's good to set it up like an office so that you and your family realize that this is not a hobby, that this is a business, and that you're serious about it. Dexter, you have anything you want to add to that? Yes, because, again, you want to work on your business instead of in your business. And so you want to use that time someplace quiet where you can uh, strategize. You, you're the mastermind on your business, basically. So you right. have to have a place where you can those ideals can come to you and you can uh, put those things in place. So it's very important that you have a space someplace, whether it's in your home or apartment or uh, someplace maybe away from your home because you don't want any distractions, you know, with children and dogs and all the other stuff that we're involved in. That's right. And in fact, in some communities, you might find uh, offices away from home, like these incubator, incubator spaces. I visited one uh, uh, last week in uh, California where some people have their offices there. It's a closed-off office. Some people just have a desk where they work. So sometimes uh, if you feel isolated at home because you're working in a home office all the time, you may want to maybe one day a week or twice a month go to another kind of office situation where, again, it's all about people who are creative types, who are working, but you do have sort of a community. And sometimes when you do work uh, from home by yourself, you miss that uh, camaraderie that comes from a meeting, uh, from meeting, being around other people. So that's also an option. And these uh, kinds of uh, incubator meeting type spaces are popping up all over uh, the country. So that gives you another option to have your office in a space like that. Right. And just com coming back to the uh, piece where you talk about having your office set up in your home, uh, there's a lot of tax benefits associated with that. That's certainly. That's a whole new uh, whole area that we probably talk about in another podcast. Right. But uh, there's a lot of tax uh, advantages for having a home office yes. if you set it up properly and have the right, and we can help you with that also. Okay. Well, good. Well, that concludes our questions for this evening, and we hope that you found the, the questions and the answers uh, helpful as you be begin this journey of being an online entrepreneur. It's fun. It's exciting uh, to be uh, an entrepreneur. You know, there are certain risks that you're taking, and we're here at My Biz Dream Team to help guide you uh, through this process. We've gone through it ourselves. Uh, we, we have lessons learned uh, that we can share with you, and uh, remember that uh, we're on your side. We're here as advocates for your success. So in conclusion, this is Pamela Montgomery of My Biz Dream Team, knowing that uh, you are creating a business of significance, and you want someone in your side just like us, Dexter and Pamela Montgomery of My Biz Dream Team. So remember to subscribe to this podcast series so that you can automatically receive each episode. Here's, Here's to you achieving uncommon results. results. See, See you next time on My Biz Dream Team. Team. Opportunity, Opportunity Wednesday, Wednesday training, training series. series. Good night. Good night.